A win is a win on the road in the Big Ten. At least that's what the Buckeyes will tell you. Tim May, the 40-year vet, I think he's going to say the same. Andy Backstrom, he will say the same. We are here, Camp Randall Stadium, obviously Madison, Wisconsin, in the immediate aftermath of Ohio State 24, Wisconsin 10. Fellas, um, a dominant but not effort by the Buckeyes because they should have been up by much more at the half. Yep. You had turnovers, you had injuries, and yet you walk out of a raucous 76,000-seat atmosphere with a two-score win on the road in one of your toughest road games remaining on the slate. Tim, yeah. first thoughts from 24-10, Buckeyes win. First thoughts are capsulized two ways. Number one, uh, they did get the W, which is up there still on the board. They haven't taken it home with them yet. <laughs> uh, but, but the main thing that stands out is, once again, they left points on the field, so to speak, in this game, uh, potential points on the field. But yep. The flip side of that thought is, does Travion Henderson make a difference? Oh yes, my. he does. They knocked on that door all night, and it finally opened wide open, and Travion Henderson ran right through it, what, uh, the 33-yard run for the touchdown, but then 162 yards rushing. Boy, if they missed that fellow. And uh, he was as glad to be back as anybody uh, in the postgame. It was interesting talking to him. He seemed uh, not just relieved, but refreshed. Yeah. Brian Day was asked about Kyle McCord. He said it's bumps and bruises for the quarterback. No real information about his injury situation. He definitely seems hobbled. You could see him kind of hobbling off the field at times. I know he's had an ankle wrapped up at times this season. I don't know what it is, and, yeah. and we can speculate, but we don't have a definitive answer on that, but certainly didn't look at his best. It is interesting in the post-game press conference, I feel like Brian Day was more critical of some of those intentional grounding plays than he was of the interceptions. He even said that the first interception, yes, that was a bad decision. He threw into double coverage. The first read was a tight end, wasn't there. He should have thrown the ball away, he didn't. The second interception, Ryan Day said, you know, it's not really on Kyle McCord. The corner just made a good play coming off coverage and uh, cover three and just jumped the ball, got an interception. Yeah. So, but he was and by really- the way, the ball was intended for Marvin Harrison Jr. So yes. maybe that guy did jump the ball uh, jumped the ball uh, because of a big reason. Yeah. Who else are you going to be throwing to? It was a great play by Ricardo Hallman, who's their best defensive back. He's probably one of the best yeah. corners in the Big Ten right now. So good play there. But bottom line is that Ryan Day was really frustrated by those intentional groundings that took Ohio State out of field goal range when they were trying to make a one-possession game into a two-possession game. And I think that was kind of his message yes. with the frustrations offensively. Well, here's the deal, fellas. He's 7-for-7 seven seven in the second half for 86 yards and a touchdown on a ball that only Marvin Harrison Jr. could catch. It was a beautiful uh, catch by Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think the ball was as placed as poorly as a couple people in the press box had thought because he put it where only Marvin could catch it, yeah. and only Marvin can make that play. I thought it was a really good effort by Kyle McCord in the second half, but again, it's one step forward, it's one step back. I wouldn't say two steps back, it's just one for one with McCord. You get the seven for seven, you get the 86, and you get the, the score, but you get two intentional groundings, like you said, that take him out of field goal range. So it's just stop and go with him right now. The progression is there on certain plays. The progression is not there on certain plays. Yeah. And, and you've got to get those things ironed out. But this is a good lesson, I think, for the still young quarterback, eighth career start, or ninth career start, eighth start this year, uh, that, hey, that cover three is something that that guy can leak off of when you've got your best guy as your target. Don't you know that you're going to, yeah, that, you know, that is a decision you cannot make in the red zone trying to you know sneak the ball in there that's going to be intercepted more times than not he will learn from this start probably more than any other start yeah. because there was a lot of good to go with a lot of bad tim yeah and you know he thought he could he thought he could work that ball in there on the on the first interception rolling right carnell tate you know but you know that was a ball we we said to me 
what are you doing? Throw that ball away. You know, he said the same thing. Oh yeah, of course. And that's what he should have done. But sometimes you just do something, you know, we all do that. You just do something, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't be doing it, but you do it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what happens in sometimes, but, but fellas, man, uh, this defense is for real. Now, uh, Braden Locke making what, just his second start, or did he start last week? I'm trying to remember against he Illinois. Did. Yeah, making just his second start. He's a he's a game young man. I'm talking about Wisconsin's quarterback. Uh, he hung in there. They just kept throwing the ball and stuff and just seeing if it would stick. But uh, this defense, as we talked about many times, they kind of give up one good drive a game. And then the rest of it, you know, is is gravy. And it was, it was that way again tonight. I mean, Wisconsin comes right out in the second half, drives right down the field, scores, you go and oh my goodness, they have figured something out, much like you thought about Maryland, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then boom, they didn't do, really didn't do diddly the rest of the night offensively. I thought the Ohio State defense, once again, is showing, is showing more and more how much different it is compared to this time a year ago. Veterans playing, uh, guys coming in and playing well, relieving, and JT Tuimolo once again showing that what he's not just about flash, mm -hmm. he's about toughness. You know, because he got look, looked almost like a hip pointer or something uh, on that one play down at the goal line, hops off, actually jogged off, and then came back in and played the rest of the game. Uh, that just shows you what this team's all about. And, and JT Tuimolo I do believe, is the leader of that defense from a uh, an emotional standpoint. Tommy Eichenberg. I'm not trying to sum up the whole game here, I'm sorry. But Tommy Eichenberg, That's okay. the tackle on the shovel pass at the goal line on Braylon Allen. And Braylon Allen, by the way, did not come back into the game after being uh, walking gingerly off the field mm -hmm. after that hit. Uh, that was such a big play in this game. Yeah, the goal line stand was holding them to a field one goal. of the biggest differences in this game because Wisconsin marches down the field to start the second half, scores a touchdown. If you, don't, if you give up a touchdown down there at the goal line, You're it's 14-10. to 10. And, and you're on the roast because this place was rocking. Yes. I mean, the, the press box always has shook. It's one of the, the uh, hallmarks of this place. You've never around. been here before, though. Have I have not. You, it you was, remember what I was telling both of you yeah, guys about you in a concrete steel structure and it's swaying? Yeah. It was terrifying, um, but it was a blast. Uh, but this crowd was rocking. And if you go down 14 to 10 to Wisconsin, you're facing a whole new different ball game. And yeah. so uh, the bottom line, though, with this team, it's a second-half team, and Ohio State fans are going to get infuriated by that because why can't you just play 60 good minutes of football? And they didn't play 60 good minutes of football today. I'd say they played Offensively. like – Offensively. Yeah. Yeah. And defensively, maybe. A couple minutes. lapses here and Five there. Um, but the bottom line is it's not 60 good minutes of football. And I would much rather take a, a second-half team that can score two touchdowns with its biggest superstars in the second half than one that comes out hot and then has to hold on for dear life because the Buckeyes are suffocating people right now. You know Marvin Harrison Jr. is inevitable. Yeah. Trevion Henderson looked tonight like he was inevitable. At some point, he was getting in the end zone. You don't know how, but he was getting there because he had over 200 total yards of offense, a buck 62 on the ground and a score, 45 through the air, uh, one of Kyle McCord's favorite targets in the absence of Emeka Ibuka, who didn't play again. The offense almost isn't, has an inevitability to it because the thing about this offense is it moves the ball really well. It just turtles up in the, in the red zone. And you can't have that against better teams. It really does. But with this defense, maybe you can have that against better teams because we've seen it happen against Penn State, and it worked. We've seen it happen against Notre Dame, and it barely worked. They've got to be better against uh, when they play Michigan, but that's a month from now, and you've got time to improve. Like, Travion Henderson can make such a difference for this team. Marvin Harrison Jr. does make such a difference for this team. And while there's a sense of inevitability, Andy, with the, with the offense, the defense just continues to go out there 
and, and just keep throwing haymakers. Well, injuries are so important at this part of the season. And look, you get two stars back today in Travion Henderson and Denzel Burke. Denzel Burke made the pass breakup. There was a lot of hand fighting, but he made the pass breakup on third and eight. They set the stage for Travion Henderson's game-sealing touchdown. Those are two guys they didn't have last week yeah. that they had this week. It made the difference when it mattered most, and they got the game-sealing touchdown, the insurance touchdown in the fourth quarter. Another injury note is that Lathan Ransom left this game with an injury, did Hopped not look off. great. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that we'll have to monitor going forward. We have no update on that. Ryan Day had no update on that in post-game. So that's something to watch for because injuries, again, at this point in the season, I mean, the fact that Marvin Harrison Jr. has been playing on a bum ankle this whole season and everyone forgets about it because he's just that good. I mean, injuries can make or break a season, but learning how to play through them or around them is so important. And I just got to give some flowers to Jack Sawyer because as much as we talk about JT Tuimola, and he has been great this season, Jack Sawyer has quietly been very good, especially against the run. And I felt like that was the same tonight. We got to talk to him post game, and you can just tell that he has matured in his play and just being here another year. And I thought he was quite impressive. Yeah, I would. I would prefer, you know, if I'm a coach or whatever, uh, if I had a choice, I would prefer a Jack Sawyer to be coming on right now. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, not like a bonus thing because you expected him to come on, but the last several games he has definitely taken steps into becoming a major factor on that defensive front. And like he talked about in the post game, you know. That, out, that defensive front four wants to affect things. Uh, and I thought they did, just like they did against Penn State last week, I thought they did at crucial times tonight. Yeah, they gave up one, one, one drive for a touchdown. But other than that, this defense played very well. And uh, almost everybody on that defense made a play tonight, which is, which is you know, exceptional. Yeah, I thought Jordan Hancock also had a good game before yes. handing out a couple little flowers here. Uh, a couple of housekeeping notes before we get out of here. It's cold, um, and uh, they're already starting to tear down. Um, so we've got Lathan Ransom carted off the field, put in a wheelchair, taken to the locker room. We did not see him post game. Um, that did not look good. I'll just be honest, um, because he was heading to the sideline. He was he was getting ready to do his celebration on incomplete on third down, and then he comes up limping. It didn't look like there was any contact. So that's something certainly to monitor. He is such a key piece of this defense. Yeah. You got JT Tuimolo who we're going to have to monitor just because I know he finished the game, but that, there's a lot of adrenaline in these games, and, and he was in a lot of pain there at the end of the first half. You've got Kyle McCord, who for the first time this year we didn't talk to post-game um, and was hobbling through the second half, was just, just handing the ball off there to Travian Henderson to get that game-sealing touchdown. But he looked like that ankle was in quite a bit of pain there on the left side. So. There's some housekeeping stuff. We're definitely going to have a lot of, of work to do. Can I make one more point? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. That Travion Henderson runs one of my favorite runs all year. I yeah, mean, I obviously mean, the one against uh, Notre Dame. But no, the way the offensive line just folded over the Wisconsin defensive front. I mean, Josh Fryer was on the attack side of the play along with uh, Matt Jones, and they just folded over. And Travion showed that little split second of patience that let everything just fall over this way and then he just cut up through and you know and then of course once he's in the open field he's a sight to behold but uh, uh, some kudos to the Ohio State offensive line because and to Ryan Day you've got to keep hammering that that run game even though people find it frustrating you got to keep hammering it because eventually you're going to drive a nail like they did tonight absolutely it, that was a huge nail and it made a huge difference in this game. And it's really interesting. I don't know about you guys, because the first uh, college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday night. Halloween night. I'm just curious how those CFP folks, because I think going into the day, a lot of people, and with Oklahoma losing, a lot of people thought Ohio State had a chance to be number one based on their two big-time quality wins. And this is a big-time win. 
24 to 10 at Wisconsin, a team that was five and two and still thinks it's in the uh, big the Big Ten West race. Uh, but you know, you just wonder whether the committee's going to look more at what Ohio State did on defense or on what it didn't do on offense again, and uh, how that's going to affect them. But you just got to be in the top four at the end of the year anyway. I'm projecting they'll be in second, Tim. I think behind be Michigan. Really? I think it be, might might be second behind Florida State. Well, do you have a, do you have an opinion before we get out of here? We've got a lot of time to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, second or third, somewhere around there. The bottom line is they're winning games, right? They need to win games. Yeah. And you look at the schedule, the way it's built, you open the season on the road at Indiana. You play on the road at Notre Dame in South Bend. You play on the road again at night here in this building, which is, as Tim, you, you've been here many times. Like, it's a hard place to win. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen over the years Wisconsin pull upsets against Ohio State when they shouldn't have. They could have done that again tonight with the way things were going at points tonight and and they didn't and so I think that's the most important thing Ohio State is 8-0 and they're undefeated and they're going to the first college football playoff rankings knowing that they've controlled what they can control yeah so the last two times the Buckeyes were here they won by single digits this time they get a double digit win and probably didn't even play near their best performance but that's the way this team is going right now like Andy said 8-0 and for the Buckeyes as they head back to Columbus on the nice little PJ Tim May the 40-year vet Andy Backstrom and I, we're just going to drive back. We're going to make that drive. We'll be in the horseshoe on Monday for the Monday after Ohio State 24, Wisconsin 10. For now, we're going to get back up into that rickety old press box at Camp Randall Stadium, get to work bringing you all the content that you can find at lettermanrow.com. You can get that for $1 for one month right now. That gets you all the way through the Michigan game, almost to the college football playoff reveal, almost to the Big Ten championship game. Right now, I think we're going to be there. We'll see what happens. It's a hell of a deal is what you're trying to say. Absolutely it is, Tim. But the 40-year vet to me, Andy Backstrom, me, Spencer Holbrook, we're going to go get to work. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Make sure to hit the subscribe underneath. We'll see you back in the horseshoe on Monday for the Monday after Ohio State 24, Wisconsin 10.